Hello, 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 everyone. This is Hannah Kavanagh speaking, and welcome to another awesome episode of T43. I'm here. I guess you know the lag reunion. It's going to continue again. We're going to keep the ball rolling. I'm excited to be on this journey with you all. I'm here with two awesome friends of mine from LaGuardia High School. I mean, of course, we're branched out now. We're going to different we're all going to different colleges, whatever. But we figured we reunite <laughs> over the summer. And, you know, sip the tea and spill the deets. So I guess the first guest that I'm going to be introducing is, well, she's actually the first guest on here to appear on T for Three more than once. She's recurring. <laughs> it's me, Amelia it's, Clark. <laughs> it's Amelia Clark. <laughs> Amelia Clark's back, y'all. Um, so professional improver, skit writer, the head of Spork in the Road. I would love to give a warm welcome back to Gabriella Spielberg. How Hello. are you doing today? I'm good. All right, nice. And so the second guest that I'm going to introduce is uber talented, amazing singer, um, super into film, all that jazz, awesome filmmaker, young arts finalist over here. Holla! Please welcome <laughs> Lily Ben Coyle. How are you doing, hey, Lily? Really sweaty, and I didn't ask Hannah to give me that intro. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Nice. All right. So are you ready to try some awesome tea today? Yes. Yeah. All right. Nice. So the tea that we're going to be trying today is from <laughs> Honey and Sons. It's blueberry green tea. So you ready to hear the description? Should I do it in a really terrible British accent? Do it. Yes. Okay. Character. Chinese green tea artif artfully blended with lemongrass, blueberry, and vanilla to create a brew that is sure to hit all the right notes. Ingredients. Green tea, lemongrass, blueberry pieces, cornflowers, and natural flavors. That's vague. <laughs> <laughs> that is really vague. That I'm sure we anything. What are cornflowers? I have no idea. <laughs> are they from corn? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really know. don't know. I feel like corn is not like a British thing. No. No. It's more, it's more like Midwestern. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. My uh -huh. grandma always talks about the Iowa corn, you know. Just like, <laughs> Iowa no, corn. No corn like the one in Iowa. She's from Cedar Rapids. Um, oh, my God. Would you God, like me to funny. pour it? Because it's over here. If you'd like to. Do you want to do the okay. honors of doing the ASMR effect? <gasps> yes. All right, so this looks gorgeous. It's a lovely green color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm scared I don't want to scald yeah. my tongue. Uh, it is really hot right uh, now. I'm just going to let it sit for a little bit. Okay. It, it, you can smell the blueberry, but if you just saw it, it looks just like regular green tea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I would say, yeah, definitely the smell is what stands out to me. Mm -hmm. Um for sure. I mean, I think there's also some yellow hues as well to the green, because mm -hmm. usually with green tea, it's more like based in green. This has like a slightly yellow hue. Maybe it's from the cornflowers. I'm not too <laughs> sure. <laughs> it smells like, like fruit snacks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to sip now. Is it really hot? No, it's actually fine. Right, I just right. I just blew on it a couple of times. Um, Blueberry. Mmm. I like this one. It reminds me of a, a blueberry crumble of some kind. <laughs> we love crisp. <laughs> Are you okay, Lily? <laughs> I can just hear myself blowing on it. All right, so how would you describe the look of the tea, the feel? Like, how are you guys feeling about this one? I still haven't tried it. I'm scared. Yeah. Oh, all good. You're fine. <laughs> I like it. I've been getting little tiny little baby sips, but it's good. It's like, has a good, you know, smoothness to N it. Nice. <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe tea. Do you feel like it does? Do you feel like the description does the tea justice? Oh, I really wasn't like. <laughs> <laughs> it was I the was, British I accent? I was hearing. I was absorbing the accent. I was oh, really hearing the yeah. words. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, it, yeah, brew. <laughs> brew. So it says that there's hints of lemongrass, blueberry, and vanilla. So Gabby, how do you feel about how do you feel about Harney and Sons blueberry green tea? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, sick burn. <laughs> so how would you describe it for the listeners at home? Hmm, it tastes like green tea. I think the f- oh, okay. honestly the fragrance of the blueberry is what gives it the blueberry taste. Yeah, okay. Wait, let me try. I'm going to pitch yeah. my nose and drink it. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I am getting wow. the, the vanilla mentioned on the box, though. Huh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. A little, like, after sweetness. Yeah, a wee bit. Okay, yeah. I see that for sure. And I could, I could see lemongrass. Yeah, I don't taste it as much as the blueberry and vanilla. No, it's definitely it's, not, yeah. not as strongly there. All right. But yeah. it's, good. it's also not, you didn't brew it too strong, so I like it. Sometimes green tea gets better if it's too strong. That's true, yeah. yeah. For sure. You're supposed to brew green tea um, at water that's not quite boiling. Yeah, I think at 177 or something. I got temperature point Because <laughs> boiling point is 214. So I think 177. Fahrenheit 177. All right. So, I mean, I, I agree for sure. I mean, you definitely brought up a good point about the fragrance of the blueberry. That definitely does yeah. put the taste buds in overhaul in terms of <laughs> tasting the blueberry in it. Um, Wait, Hannah, I actually do have a question for you. I'm sorry. Sure. What's up? Yeah. What inspired you to start this podcast? Ooh, interesting. Okay. So I've been ta- I was talking about it with my friends for a while, like all throughout first year. I would be like, hey, we should start a podcast sometime. And, you know, maybe like tea for three or falafel for four or something. <laughs> and they and they're like, yeah, you know, we should. And then nothing really ever happened. Mm. And so and this was at a time where I was still working at the vegan restaurant and I hated it. Like, I hated it so much. And I was like, you know, what? Well, let me do something more fu- like more fulfilling with my time. That's something I actually enjoy. Like, let me just start this podcast on my own. Yes. So it was kind of on a whim. I went to B&H. Um, the customer service is great. Shout out to B&H. <laughs> I love B&H. I love B&H. And, no, yeah, just, I told them, like, my budget, the price range, they're like, yeah, like, we can do that for you, whatever. Um, yeah, and I guess I pitched it to two friends of mine. I said, you know, I want I want the first episode to be about gender and sexuality, and I was wondering if you'd like to be on the show to talk about that. And so that's how we got the first episode started, and, yeah, it was all... And then it all snowballed from there, so. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I love that. Thanks. All right. Um, so if we were just, because it seems like this tea is not as exciting as other teas that we've tried, just based on what we're. It's good, though. It's on really the, good. Just I based enjoy on. It. <laughs> so if we had to go to the Harney and Sons headquarters, because they do think they are the Phil Schilling, like if we had to go over to them. What would we say to them about this tea today? And if you don't have anything to say at all, it's okay. Like, Whose idea like, was this? I think <laughs> it's, it's, it's nothing to write home about. Like, it's fine. It's yeah. good. But I, I wouldn't make the trip. I wouldn't go to England just for this tea. <laughs> <laughs> they have some really good ones, though. I like their Earl Grey a lot. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's Noted. I'll, I'll keep that in keep that in the noggin. <laughs> when yeah, I can right. steal yeah, their tea bags for tea. free from, like, the airport lounge, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
True. All right. So now that we've sipped the tea, we're going to be spilling the deets. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like you keep trashing out <laughs> on social media and its influence. So I guess we're, well, we're going to be talking about how we became how we first became aware of the social media landscape how we've immersed ourselves mm. in it how we how it's affected how we view ourselves as well as how like our expectations for other people and how we view them so i guess we should talk about internet dating oh we should well, that's oh that's one, definitely that's on a, the roster that's a big boy <laughs> that is a thick that is a thick boy she thick she thick um so the first question that i have for both of you is so how, how when did you first became aware of social media as like a form of communication and when did you immerse mm. yourself in it finally I, i've definitely been aware of it to some degree for like most of my life like yeah. my mom had a myspace so did my mom. in like <laughs> 2000 i don't know five six mm-hmm. seven i don't know it was gone by like 2008 yeah so like <laughs> she had a myspace when that was like relatively in and then she was on facebook i was on facebook when i was like 12 or 13 I lied about my age. <laughs> don't don't tell. Wow, you rebel. Are <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> don't tell Mark. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely been around. Like we're the first generation for it to have been around us. Like really, our whole whole lives. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I think I became aware of social media. Like kind of the same thing. I knew I knew about Facebook, but I didn't really know like what it was. I think my first social media account was was either Instagram. I think it was Instagram. Hmm. And then also like Ask FM was like a huge oh, thing. Yeah. Yes, middle school. <laughs> yeah. Damn. But I think that people got bullied on that shit. I got bullied on that <laughs> oh, shit. You did? Yeah, I came like out once. on Ask FM. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody was like on like the last day of eighth grade, someone was like, oh, Are you gay? And I was just like, I'm done hiding. And I was like, Yes. Yes, good for you. Yes. yes. Ask <laughs> FM. That's the one positive she story. Just I've heard about Ask FM. Oh god. I Ask remember FM. just a lot of like bullshit. I don't like I don't yeah. I didn't encounter anything terribly serious or bullying yeah. or meaningful, I don't feel mine, like. Mine wasn't that serious, but someone called me a cow once. On that and you said, bitch, I'm not a cat. Bitch, yeah. I'm a cow. <laughs> bitch, I'm a cow. Moo. It just, like, skipped. That was awesome. It made a weird sound. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I mean, I was, I've was i been aware of it for a while, probably when I was four or five, I first became aware of it because everyone in their, well, not, well, everyone's parents were on MySpace at the time. That <laughs> yeah. was a huge thing. Damn. Um, yeah, no, I remember, yeah, my yeah MySpace was, was huge, um, but I really didn't get into, like, social media until maybe when I was, like, 11 or 12, mm-hmm. and that's when I got Instagram, but also Snapchat. Um, and I remember, I don't know, I remember I would post really dumb stuff on it, and it's something (laughs) I'm super embarrassed about now. I kind of regret not getting a social media account, like, later on, when Mm. I, when I don't make, when I don't post dumb stuff. Um, (laughs) and, like, for Snapchat, you get to set your username. Mine's HKGlitterGirl. So that says a lot about where I was in my life when I was 11. I love that. (laughs) I love that. I I think you should keep it. I think you should make that your username for everything. HKGlitterGirl? Like, come on, that's so (laughs) new. You don't want to be known as the Glitter Girl? Come on. No. Um, Um, I honestly... (laughs) Oh, go on. No, sorry, what were you going to say? I feel like my first introduction to what, like, being on the internet in general is like <laughs> mm-hmm. and like vaguely interacting with other people on the internet was webkins oh, oh yeah. yeah i forgot about webkins. i had club penguin 
Ooh. But add yes. build a bear. Club Penguin asked you for money too much webkins you just had to spend money to even be on it at all yeah so it's for the elite um (laughs) kidding (laughs) i I still use my webkins password really as my password okay don't 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 i won't i won't spill spill the tea on that (laughs) um it was related to my webkin though I was going to ask you guys, though, so when did has social media, when did it start affecting you in a negative way if it did at all? Because I feel like when you're first on it, you're like, oh, this is so much fun. And then you just become kind of self-conscious. At least that's my experience. I don't know how you guys felt about that. I feel like from the get. From like, the get. I mean, if you think about Ask FM, like, that was so harmful in terms of, like, people bullying and, like, asking, you know, you could do things anonymously and stuff. For sure. Yeah, and, like, cyberbullying is, like, a huge thing when you're, like, 12 because, like, everyone's so insecure. That's true. Yeah. So. And it's yeah. this, like, unsupervised space also. Like, true. Like, if you're going to bully someone in school, you have to make sure the teacher's not looking. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. there's no one to hide from on Ask FM. And also, true. I think because we were so young, like, when we got involved with it, like, it really impacted our psyches in a way that, like, I don't know, like, my sister even, who's only four years older, like, she didn't have... Instagram until she was in high school. Oh, so wow. even the difference mm-hmm. between like 15 and 12 Twelve. or 13 is like big. No fair. I mean, I kind of I think about that because well, there is a this friend of mine, um shout out to Cassandra if she's listening. Um <laughs> <laughs> but she was um we had class together. It was like um media and film in the digital age or whatever. Like that's the class we had together and she was saying that she didn't have, yeah, she really, she didn't have an Instagram till senior year of high school. Huh. She's like 24. And so when I told her I was probably like 11 or 12 when I got it, she was shocked. She's like, wow, that's so young. And I mean, yeah. kids now yeah. have it from like the age of nine or like, I know, like they have TikTok and they're like 10. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Honey, I didn't even have a phone when I was that old. No. Like, no. <laughs> Honestly, like. I feel like I'm personally made out pretty well on social media. Like, That's good. I haven't had, like, super negative stuff. I definitely, like, do a little bit of, like, uh, like, this person got so many likes on this and I didn't, like, <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. I did um, that when I was, yeah, when I was younger. I just got a Twitter and I don't know how you, like, get more people to look at your twitter i don't know how to use it <laughs> i don't do like you retweet like a lot of yeah i don't know i retweet some stuff but like mostly like boring political stuff that no one cares about anyway yeah like i'll retweet like something elizabeth warren said and no one will like it Aww. um <laughs> true to yourself gabby but like like sometimes i'll write tweets that i think are funny and they'll get like five likes and it's like oh okay, you just made it you just made it i did um i have like 40 followers so like, follow my dad okay. on twitter i'll follow He's you on twitter d-bank 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 b-e-n-k yeah <laughs> go into the bank um Oh yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say though it's interesting because um that reminds speaking of the Twitter thing that reminds me for a journalism class I had to utilize social media and not only write like articles and stuff but also make social media posts and we would be graded on the posts. Ooh, and like graded how? I don't recall. It's more like I think it was more if you did it, thank God. But then also like you would get critiques on the photo as well. So hmm. like 
if it that's follows cool the rule if you fall if it follows the rule of thirds that's good like if you if you use filters that make it look too fake like not good like just basic stuff but <laughs> that's cool i mean it, it, it just is basic basic for some truly, <laughs> truly basic for some it's not a, a but for me though i mean i've never been that great with social media anyway and i always overthink things before i post them like i i always feel i don't know i've never been the best so to have to be thrust into that scenario of like, oh, you're going to end up doing this at some point, like in the real world. Like not only do you have to write articles, but you also have to utilize social media to promote things. That's yeah. scary. <laughs> once, scary. I feel like in senior yeah. year, once like we, Eve and I made fun of you because we were like, oh my God, your Instagram is like a 45 year old woman. It and really I is. Kind of <laughs> oh, <laughs> good. You're fine. <laughs> But it was like, oh, Hannah, like, this is so cute. It's like, so just Hannah. Wait, <laughs> Wait how is it a 45-year-old woman's Instagram account? <laughs> I, I don't remember. I haven't looked at it in a long time. Okay. But it's just because it's like, you don't, like, care. You don't, like, do the young person thing of being, of, like, trying to be, like, super cool. It's just like, oh, oh look, I saw this thing that, like, I like. And the caption is, like, just what the photo is, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just, like, sweet. It's just, like, is you. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> I love that. I wish that like there was more permission on social media to do things that way to be like yeah like hey friends who i actually mm-hmm. know and who presumably care about my opinions about yeah. things like here's this funny thing i saw here's this interesting yeah. thing i saw like as opposed to like like when i look post, how hot i am or yeah whatever. when i post yeah. things like that like if I post a meme or like just like a picture of something that i think is funny yeah. or whatever like that I really like, I'll probably get, like, 60 likes on it. Yeah. And if I post a picture of, like, myself in sparkly makeup or, like, myself in a bikini, it'll be, like, 100 likes in a day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's weird because then you kind of feel this pressure to post the things that get a lot of likes and not the things that that you, like, want to post. Yeah. But I hate that I feel that way. No, it's hard. And that's the tea. That is the tea. <laughs> and that's that blueberry green. No, I mean I find that's all, that's definitely an added pressure for sure. And then, but then it got it's to the point where I'll nitpick every photo I take of myself because I want oh, it yeah. to be like because I have there's just some things that you have subconsciously in your mind when you're like I want this to be insta worthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's. Like, and, and I, I kind of feel like a failure because I'm like, wow, like I let my I let myself get to this point where I look at a photo. I'm like, oh, can I post this or not? You know, it's yeah. just <laughs> I think like everyone thinks those things, though. That's true. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's true. It's rough. I mean, like, no, for sure. I think our generation, like we see ourselves in a different way than any like, you know, you know, in a widespread sort of mm-hmm. uniform like way. it's not just like what are the people at school going to think of me it's like what is everyone on the whole entire internet like going to think of me yeah um i don't know and there are like specific norms and like expectations that we feel like we have to meet and yeah. we sit around thinking about how we don't meet them um for sure yes i i feel like everyone our age that i talk to about this feels that way in some capacity mm-hmm which is unfortunate. I mean, I just think it's it's kind of um, I mean, it's a weird scenario where um, if you're if you're true to yourself on social media and you're just unabashedly you, like you don't really get as many likes. But if you post this like um, 
this alternate reality of yourself or this enhanced reality of who you actually are people like it more sure but then then people slide into dms and it gets hella creepy and then you're like "Eh, let's just not go there and that's also no. the thing I feel like celebrities like have more freedom because like well you're already famous like I think of Erica Badu's Instagram do you have either of you guys like oh no I haven't followed it. it okay well she's like I will I mean she's kind of her whole thing is like doesn't she's like a free spirit or whatever but her Instagram is just like <laughs> it'll be a video of her like talking in her car like looking actually insane just talking about anything <laughs> and but it gets like you know thousands of likes just because she's Erica Badu but, yeah, and like mm-hmm. Oprah, like you know, it's like the, it's just like oh, this is me with like my friend or like yeah. somebody at like an award. And obviously, other people curate celebrities' Instagrams a lot of the time. Yeah, but I feel That's like true. it's just different. No, it definitely is. I've definitely been doing like this summer more than ever before, doing a like fake Instagram bullshit thing, mm. right. which like the I've been kind of enjoying. <laughs> no, not a finsta. Just not like finsta. like the stuff I post on Instagram is not reflective of what my life is like right now. Yeah. <laughs> but in a way I've been enjoying it because like this summer's been super weird for me and like Yeah. Just like like not stuff I want to be telling like everyone and their mother who follows me on Instagram. Yeah. My mother like <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be putting out exactly the truth to everyone who's there right now, and That's so I've true. just been like, mm, bikini photo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cute. I'm cute. <laughs> Here's me like singing to songs and like me and my friends and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we went on this trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like kind of fun in a way to get to project this like here's here's fun Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> this is like and it's me, but only a very selected curated portion mm. of me like i'm definitely not like living at the beach yeah. or like yeah. not crying on the subway but like i'm not posting those those parts yeah and that's the thing too i feel instagram is like a tool it's like i mean i don't know we've all heard about thirst traps yeah it's like and you guys what are talking that? about internet dating it's like you post a hot picture of yourself and you're like because you want certain people to see it or like whatever oh yeah you're like oh i want dudes to like hit me up or whatever so going to oh. then so, online dates. So far it's we've gotten no. the wrong dudes though. <laughs> no it's like it weird. Is. It's like weird. Um, yeah, pure weirdos. Honestly, like this yeah. guy. Well, he randomly requested to follow me, and I just said sure. Oh, and no. then, which Uh-oh. is like that's that that's dun, what. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, he slides into the DM and he says, "Hey," and I didn't respond. Mm-hmm. And then an hour later, he said, "How are you?" <laughs> Did you look at his profile? Like, what was his profile like? Mm. Was his name like Brent? It was like Shajar Pandley. Oh, no. His name is Shajar. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to put a teaspoon thing so his name's not out there. I feel bad, but no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when, um, I, when I was in India, for some reason, like, I didn't, I wasn't posting with a lot of, like, hashtags or, like, maybe I was putting a couple locations or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I got, like, all of these follows from people in India who were, like, nearby. That's strange. But, like, no, it, it was strange because, oh. it, like, we didn't have mutual friends or anything. Like, I don't oh. know how they were seeing my posts. Yeah, that was kind and of... And it, it was, yeah. like, mostly men. Oh, mm. weird. Yeah. <laughs> Which was... It was just, like, mm, like okay. Is I think I think I got a couple of DMs. Yeah. I, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that was... It was intense. That's definitely something you just, like, mm-hmm. deal with because this is not your place but like yeah, yeah. speaking of staring because <laughs> <laughs> like, i feel like social media also has opened up this whole other window for you to like check in on like 
ex former friends exes like just mm-hmm. people that you don't talk to anymore yeah and like to sure. feel weird like oh i have a story okay so when when my ex dumped me like we talked a few months afterward okay like i was just like oh happy thanksgiving whatever and then she like we had a conversation over the phone and at the end of the conversation she was like so are you gonna follow me back on instagram <gasps> And it was just, like, this weird thing of, like... What? Yeah, it was, like, what? And I mm. was, like, oh, well, I, I didn't unfollow... Like, I unfollowed you because, like, it was causing me, like, personal pain to see, like, pictures of you. And also, like, what? 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 So then I follow her, and then, like, three days later, she texts me, oh, I think you should unfollow me. But it's just, like, this weird this weird thing that, that wouldn't exist without social media. It's, yeah. like... Like, how, yeah. Do you, how do you make an equivalent of that in a world without social media? You can't. No, when yeah, I was kind of weird. When I had a breakup, I kept following him on my Rinsta, but I like did the thing where you make them unfollow you like on you my blo- Finsta. I didn't block him, oh, but you, you can just like remove yeah, the yeah, follower. Yeah. I did that to him on my Finsta. Yeah, like that I makes was sense. like, like your personal. I want to be able to rant or whatever yeah, and yeah. post my tits and not <laughs> <laughs> not have anyone see it. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, specifically you. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And he requested to follow it again. No. Like, the next day or something, Boundaries. which means he had, like, gone to check. Yeah, that's wow. weird. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is... No. I just, like, yeah. rejected it. Like, we also, like, didn't talk after we broke up at all. Oh, so it's weird that he'd want to look at your fence. So that's weird. Yeah. I don't, it was, like, really soon after we broke up, but, like, very weird. Like, no. get, out, get out my personal space, please. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it does, ha- like... With social media, it is kind of a slippery, a slippery slope in that regard because it can if you if you're really thinking a lot about someone or something, it does manifest it tenfold oh, yeah. because you can just check out their profile it's as so much easy. as you would like. Yeah. yeah, and in reality, you know you know it's best to like not look at their stuff. You know it's best to right. maybe mute their story, mute their posts, whatever, and just you can do that. You can. Oh yeah! <laughs> I'm so excited. So you never have to see their stuff, and then it's just doing yourself a favor. So you don't like, but yeah, watch out. I know. But also, <laughs> wait, um, you guys know the movie uh, uh, um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Yes, mm-hmm. so yes. good. Yes. but it's like that kind of a thing. Um, I think that movie was made in like 2000 something, but yeah. they didn't they didn't put like MySpace. They there was no reference to like anything internet mm-hmm. it was all like oh you have to destroy all the like physical belongings of this relationship in order to stop thinking of this person but i just wonder how they would be able to do that with like yeah. how would they media. do that witch magic with the internet <laughs> <laughs> that witch magic. <laughs> no but it's just i don't know it's just interesting because it's like yeah like before you wouldn't be able to tell how someone was doing unless you literally stalked them. Asked them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or asked Or talked to them like a, like a regular yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. But if you didn't want them to Yeah. Know. Yeah, you can't. Or like sometimes like, we get some like through the grapevine yeah. stuff. Yeah, and there's also um, a lot of instances on social media in which people often talk about, they often share a lot of personal things about themselves in terms of their mental health, if they're feeling depressed, if they're feeling suicidal and whatnot i think with social media in terms of like alarming like posts such as that it's hard to tell whether someone's fishing for things like if someone's fishing for attention or if someone's actually really hurting and it's tough because you don't want to outright dismiss someone just in case something happens and you feel all this regret but this reminds me of um this other guy that i know well his i'll 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 burn out his name with the teaspoon his name is oh shit um, I follow his finsta. I don't know why. I, f- I follow oh his finsta God, for some reason. Oh my God, what's his finsta? 
weird. Oh. I mean, it's all like these messages about, oh, I feel so depressed. Like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm all over the place, He's like spiraling so out of control. Though. He's like, but it's all like borderline, like suicidal and i'm and i you know i've been wanting to reach out to him and ask if he's okay or but i'm like maybe i i don't know i met him like not your job i met him like twice you met him twice and he was shitty to you wasn't yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) like sorry it's touche no you're fine his mental health is not your job yeah that's also i think that's a social media thing that is that like we get to be like, my problems are now everyone's problems. Yeah. Yes. Ta-da! Like, <laughs> everyone help me with my problems. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's a lot for people to handle. I mean, especially, I think for a close friend, of, of course, like, you're going to be there for them. But if, yeah. you, but if you're following someone and they post something like that, like, there is a sense of obligation that you feel to reach out even though you would not normally reach out anyway. It's, it's weird. Yeah, people have an audience. This isn't someone coming to you and saying, like, Hey, Hannah, I really want to talk to you. Like, yeah, I whatever. Just this like this bad thing happened and I really need to talk to someone. Are you around? Mm-hmm. It's someone saying that to 500 people that they know in various capacities mm-hmm. and are friends to various yeah. levels or not. Like I'm following people on social media that I like wouldn't call like friends friends yeah for sure i'm following people that i like maybe talk to in middle school sometimes yeah like it's not everyone's job to like deal with your shit but can you also i mean based on all this could you also argue just on the macro that social media has has fueled people's egos more so and made them feel like they're the center of the universe or that they go about that sort of way or not really i feel like or do you I feel, feel like, like that's always been there? I feel like that's there. the eternal question. Like, okay. I think people people will find a way to be the center of the universe no matter where they are. That's, okay. Like, it's not like before they invented, like, telephones that, like, there weren't <laughs> people who, like, got more attention than they deserved. You know? Like, within... We just have this, like, infinite social circle that's new. Mm-hmm. So it allows us to feel that way in a different capacity. But, like, I don't think that, like that's a new like social phenomenon and i also think a lot of that comes like even just it comes from a place of insecurity and i think social media fuels that insecurity even more because Mm -hmm. you're constantly comparing yourself to others how many likes how many followers like yeah you know is my content resonating or whatever (laughs) like it's just it's easier to be vain and it's also easier to be uh insecure which fuels the vanity and the egoism yeah for sure totally um but I was going to say, there's also, I feel like social media has evolved so much that there's also, I remember you are going to bring this up earlier, Lily, like the realm of internet dating as well, which is like a whole other <laughs> uh, kettle of fish. Um, kettle of fish. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, I feel like that's also ego fueling as well, because yeah. you have all these oh, guys totally. at your disposal. I know like, so I can many just flip, people. I could just yeah. swipe left or right yes. as, long as, as long as I'd like. So Never many people like. that I know, like, female friends are like, oh, I only got Tinder for the validation, oh. which is so weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? I definitely know a lot of people who do that. Yeah. I know yeah. so many people who do not go on Tinder dates whatsoever. Yeah. No, because it's hard to schedule dates, though. No, but, like, who just, like, on principle don't, like, they're not trying to. Oh, okay. All right. Like, they just, like, they're on Tinder because they want to, like, talk to strangers, but only for a little bit. That's, like, go on without um, the intention of going on a date. Huh. What was that? It's like, go called? on, like, Reddit. 
<laughs> yes, go on like Reddit. Reddit. <laughs> or uh, what was that? Omegle. <laughs> go on Omegle. No, Omegle is full of dicks. It is, yeah. <laughs> like penises? Like, liter- like, yes, literal, no, like, like literal penises. Yeah, literal penises. <laughs> Never been on Omegle. Okay. Oh, we used to do that as a pastime in middle school. Uh, it was like, yeah. That's it was like, oh, if you scary. have a sleepover, you know you're going on Omegle. You're going on Omegle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sometimes oh we would God. put in, like, really, really specific interests so that we would get matched. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, my Lord. Um, yeah, yeah, and they would always... They, what was it? It was, like, they would put um, initials. It was supposed to be, like, age, age, sex, location or something. Mm-hmm. Something <laughs> like that. That sounds um, really fishy and weird. Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> I've never I been think on And I would always make it up. I'd be like 22. I would yeah. just pretend that I was like a man. Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. Um, sometimes if you do name. the like video chat one. Yeah. Oh, my God. We would. It's it's <laughs> a lot video. of just like men jacking off. No, really. the video chat. Yeah. It's not um, fun, though. Sometimes it'd be Sometimes fun. we would meet like other groups of middle schoolers yes. who were also doing this. And like that was fun because then we'd <laughs> talk. Oh, my God. <laughs> That is quite funny, actually. Um, I guess that's the that's the one thing that came out of a. <laughs> it's like at least those at least other middle schoolers would sometimes sort of see other middle schoolers on there, and then they'd bond over that. Um, yeah. I've seen a lot of videos too, where it's like, it's like some random man is just like looking like the thing comes on, and it's like these two people in costume, and he's like, what? <laughs> Does Omega still exist? I think so. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> hey, ladies, don't get Tinder. Throw back. No, just talk to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, Man. gents, and everyone in between. I'm Amelia Clark. We love Omegle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Amelia Clark's eyebrows. <laughs> um, flashback to two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, those were jokes we were making with Eve on our other podcast. You weren't oh. here. <laughs> All good. We can make new we'll jokes. We'll tag you in the post. Okay. <laughs> um... No, but I, I think with, with Tinder and Bumble and all that stuff, I kind of realized the cesspool of mediocrity that's uh. out there. Like, <laughs> it's really bad. I oh, mean, it's awful. It's horrendous. <laughs> also, just men. No, I think I've just, I think with Tinder, it just makes me, well, I remember there was a dating coach. And it's not like I can listen to dating coaches, guys. Like, I'm not that desperate. <laughs> Is it Dan Savage? It's Matthew Hussey. Why okay. would you listen to a man giving you advice on <laughs> a dating coach? A slender man. He said that Tinder and all these other dating apps, they t- he, he said it makes men more flaky. And I'm just wondering if that's true or if it like just makes all men work. who you aren't on the apps? Like men who like men who are on the apps, like they're prone to be more flaky if they use Were they them. not flaky before? Oh. And also, what does that mean? Because that can mean a lot of different... Like, they don't like, keep appointments. Like, or they don't show up to dates. Or, yeah. like, they're just more likely to ghost. Because I think everyone's more likely to ghost. I think more ghost. likely to ghost, probably. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't say that that specifically applies to men more than... Yeah, well, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I mean, I think if you're talking to a total stranger else. anonymously online, it's a lot easier to ghost them. You don't know them. Yeah, like, and, like, yeah. you don't have to justify it like if you if you've been on a number of dates with someone like i think that's different but like if you've just talked to them on the internet like you're not you're not obligated to be like i don't want to talk to you anymore because yeah no for sure like but i feel like it happens more often where it's like they have sex with you and then they don't want to talk to you again Mm. i think in that case you should say something men are trash i did that i said something Oh, okay. That's mature. Nice. I had sex with a bumble boy, and I was like... <laughs> a bumble boy. 
I was like, was he fuzzy? Okay. Did he have a little stinger on his butt? It was. He was an actual bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> I know I told you guys I was straight, but there's there's something else I need to tell you. <laughs> check my check my Ask a Fam later. Oh wow, that God, must be God. really. I mean, that must have been really hard to like, because how do you initiate yeah. stuff? Like, how do you kiss him? How do you <laughs> like? We're gonna Is drop that line of logic. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So you had sex with a bubble boy, and um, okay. Oh, thank you, Lily. <laughs> it was just like not that good, and I was like, "You're not that interesting." Like, bye. And like he had texted me like the next day or something, and was like, "Oh, I had a nice time." Like, blah blah blah. And I was like, "I had a nice time too," but like, I don't want to fuck again. And he was like, "Okay." Did All I right. do it? Did I did I do something? And I was like, I mean, it just like wasn't great sex oh and he was like that's a wee shame he unmatched me on bumble okay well that's understandable I mean, um, that's fair, that, though. that makes sense you you did yeah. reject him i did <laughs> um i mean like i i think it's more humane to to address why you don't want to see someone for sure in person or in a in a sex context again yeah like I, I in a sex context. I, I, if someone was like, I don't want to have sex with you anymore, I would prefer that they said that than just yeah. ghosted. But yeah. like, or we're like, oh, I'm busy. Oh, I yeah. hate the oh, I'm busy. Um, but I do find though with a lot of these dating apps, I do overthink things more because mm. I'm like, because I'm thinking of like the perfect opener and the per, because especially on Bumble, I do that too sometimes because you have to because yeah. you have 24 hours to respond. You're like, holy shoot, like what do I, I say? Feel like when someone's like actually cute. Then I think about it for too long and yeah. then I write something awful. No, but sometimes, <laughs> but then, but then sometimes you write stuff that's good and then they just don't get it. And you're like, you know, oh, what? that's yeah. okay. I, I honestly, <laughs> I think that's a good test. You guys that know for Conway? Sure. You yeah. know Conway yeah. from yeah. She has a Tinder, but she like only like memes, like she only like gets people like men. There was one that she posted that was, a guy was like, you have a beautiful smile. And she was like, thank you. Most of the photos are before all my teeth fell out. <laughs> like She just does stuff like that. That's funny. She just gives zero fucks. Oh, man. I remember one time. Well, there is a there is a, a an English boy that I matched with on Bumble. And one of his photos, he had a photo of like this rapper that was wearing like a pink first coat or whatever. And he said, this is where I see myself in 10 years. Mm. So my opener was, I sent him a picture of Meghan Markle. Oh and I, God, said, yes. I said, this is where I see myself in 10 years. Thoughts <laughs> did not respond. Wow. <laughs> He's um. lame. Wait, also, okay, so on the topic of English boys, do you think that like there's a different concept of like, or not concept, but do you think that dating is different in England than it is in the US? Oh, I would not know about England. I mean, I think or in Scotland. terms, or, I think in terms of like Europe in general, I think guys are a lot more forward. Mm-hmm. Like they they do they will they will definitely make the first move Real more quick, often. So chivalry's not dead. No, what you're n- telling me. No, it's not dead. <laughs> no, is that no. chivalry? It's more knowing what you want in a moment. And yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. um, a lot of times in the U.S. men just most men just won't do it at all. Oh yeah. So about the um. About dating apps, is there any general trends that you've noticed that are different compared to dating outside of the apps or in terms of flakiness, in terms of communication, like in terms of meeting someone on a dating app compared to meeting someone in person? Yeah. Mm. Like, what are the differences you've discovered? Well, there's a whole different like way of doing things in person versus like on a dating app, you know? For it's sure. like, I feel like you can tell almost immediately whether or not you're attracted to a person like I don't know yeah mm-hmm. and also 
I mean, just the way you carry on conversation is so different. For sure. Yeah. Like in person, you it's not strange to just like say hi or like be introduced to someone and be like, hello, like this is my name. Yeah. But on a dating app, it's like you already know some basic facts about each other. So it's just kind of like weird to I always that's part of the reason why I don't like it also is because like I don't I don't feel skilled enough at like carrying on conversations in those ways like mm. I don't know it always just fizzles out after a little bit it's like you can only talk about your mutual interests for so long that's yeah. true yeah I feel that and I also think there's a big difference between like I don't know sometimes I'm like why isn't there just like a lesbian grinder because like I just like women on dating apps aren't typically like or it's weird to be like I'm just looking for hookups first of all like people aren't gonna be like yeah <laughs> like but I'm, wait really I mean I feel like that huh okay like I feel like it's kind of sus- it seems suspicious in a way to be like only looking for hookups like what? or maybe it's just the types of people who put that in their bio maybe but uh, another thing about being a like a queer woman on dating apps is a lot of the time you'll find people who are like me and my boyfriend are looking for uh, a third for I see that a lot too oh, that's yeah. annoying yeah but um no but I think d- there's Do you a get a lot of like I'm a straight girl, but I'm looking to experiment kind of stuff. Um, not a ton, no. Hmm. I feel like I hear about that. I don't know. I'm also not on apps anymore because I don't, <clears throat> I don't like them. I was like, delete. Yeah, fair. But, but I think, too, it's like there's not... It's like on, you know, you just talk so much more like when you're a lesbian and it's like, okay, like I think you're hot. Can we just like meet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even if you meet, it's like, okay, let's like, oh, they're having like this film screening. Like, let's go. Or like, let's, let's do this thing where we let's don't meet talk. for coffee. And it's like, wait, can, but it's like, there's not. Whereas I feel like for some reason, when once men are put into the equation, it's so much more like, oh, do you want to come over? I don't know. It's just easier to, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe just mm. when I was on the, on dating apps, I wasn't like secure enough to just be like, you should come over <laughs> because yeah. I've definitely done that with people that I know in person since then. Yeah. So. But also, I mean, it also, there's also like a gender thing related to it as well. Like if you were to say to another woman, like, do you want to come over? It's not going to be seen as like threatening, you know, but if a guy yeah. said, Hey, do you want to come over? There's that risk of, Oh, am I going to be safe? Like, is he just going to be weird? Is that, whole, yeah. I don't know. There's a gender aspect to that as well. I think, but I don't know. I um, feel like, it's true. I never really thought about that. Oh, <laughs> like, I never thought that it would sound threatening if I were to propose that. No, not at all. Yeah, it would just be like, oh, she seems cool. Like, she seems nice enough. I'll come. Whereas with a guy, it's like, oh, I'll think about it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, with a guy, mm-hmm. it's like, if I haven't met you in public first. Yeah. and No. Hard no. Yeah. And even if I have, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Like, because there's, like there's a power dynamic in like territory yeah Mm -hmm. that's true um do you feel like social media uh, in a way further perpetuates the norms of society or do you feel like in a way it gives a voice to those that are kind of on the outskirts of society or both like how do you feel about that um i think yes yes and no okay because in a way it's like social media just becomes the world in terms of there are smaller communities within the big community that like are really segregated in a, or not not segregated but but segregated like just separate yeah. from each other mm-hmm. like you know there's like people talk about black twitter and people talk about like like yeah there's like a lot of queer people on social media who like there's that community but i also think it gives an opportunity for 
like more more voices to be heard for sure yeah so it kind of reminds me of um like there's a lot of there's a lot of models that are like plus sized or that are mm-hmm. trans that do get picked up based on Instagram pages and whatever and that's mm-hmm. how they get scouted and i just think that that's really really cool that you're mm-hmm. giving of that in a way people that wouldn't usually have a voice can have one on social media and they can therefore profit off of that based on like their influence in social media i just find that to be really really cool i think it's nice that like you have the option to make the world that you see on the internet Mm -hmm. kind of what you want it to be like i follow like a bunch of like body positive instagram Mm -hmm. accounts yeah like um like mental health instagram accounts and like that means that I feel like I get a little bit of a nicer mix. I mean, it's not not perfect, but like I don't get only skinny Victoria's Secret models and like unhealthy depression memes. Like I I get those and I also get like l- accounts that are like it's okay to be sad today mm-hmm. and like yeah. Here are some fat girls looking hot. Like and that's that's really nice and it, you get to cut it if you want to and that's you true. try but it, you have to seek those things out no absolutely um i guess it's just because that's the one positive i've noticed it does give people a voice but it's also important to know that people are just portraying the best versions of themselves um like we talked about before and it's like like for example you're saying like you wouldn't mention everything that's personal in your life on social media mm-hmm. like people filter that out or whatever but Oh, yeah. I remember you wanted to talk about social media in terms of politics and how it's fueled the political landscape that we're that we're in today. I remember you were talking about that earlier, but I was wondering what your guys' thoughts were on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really interesting. I don't yeah. have any, like, concrete ideas about it. But, All like, good. yeah. Um, I mean, it has such a strong effect. We see that so much. Yeah, most people get their news feed from, like, so from Facebook. A lot of people get their news from Facebook. Yeah, like... Which is insane. Um, <laughs> and that's interesting because we get our news, A, filtered how we want it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is both... Which is kind of bad, if you think about you it. You know, I get, I get my Times notifications and... Like, I follow AOC on Twitter. Yeah, I love her. And um, I'm, I love her so much. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> a different too. conversation. Um, <laughs> like, so we, we get news how we choose to get it, which is cool and nice. also limiting in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's kind of what I meant about, like, different communities like are still mm-hmm. separate even yeah. on the internet because it's so um, big like yeah. i i don't follow breitbart on twitter yeah. i don't follow fox on twitter um yeah. a lot of people do and mm-hmm. those people likely don't follow aoc mm-hmm. um so like or if they do it's for a different reason than you are yeah, yeah. like which is like if you followed fox and breitbart it would be a different reason than exactly so it would be because um, i do love going on breitbart sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird like I like seeing what the right has to say in mm-hmm. what they perceive as like a closed environment. For sure. I think it's really interesting just like socially. Um, anyway, check out but our YouTube show <laughs> <laughs> where I do that. Um, What's it called? What is it called? Um, it is yeah, called the it. Smart Boy Talk Show Chamber. 
Smart Boy Talk Show Chamber. You heard um, it here, folks. Please check it out if like you can. Like and subscribe. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> Stuff is not going up until probably like September. Okay. okay. Um, we're just, we're going to shoot. Coming soon to Like between three and five episodes. We've already oh. finished one and we're working on our second one. Lovely. Um, Great. It's my friends LJ and Ollie and I. Aw. Um, cute. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but we do. I have a segment called "Am I Right, Ladies?" and we look oh. through the comments section of Breitbart related to whatever our topic is. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, nice. That's quite meta. It's like you're using one social media platform, Ooh. and you, <laughs> it's like you're using one social media platform and another social media platform. Like, and if you think about it, right now I'm plugging a YouTube show on a podcast <laughs> where we talk about Breitbart. I know. <laughs> that's the other weird thing though is that like now like you didn't used to be it was like you read a newspaper or like a publication yeah and you just read it you can write a letter to the editor but you don't (laughs) you're not you don't have the ability to comment on it yeah now it's like so different like you can comment you can comment on whatever article you read and like shout into the void yeah Yeah. you can have a whole like fight in the comment section whereas that's happened to me before yeah whereas before you couldn't it's just a whole thing Yeah. yeah and i find it really weird how like now like even regular like like cable news channel seven or whatever will be like Everyone, like, if you are in the New York City blackout, like, send us your pictures and yeah. videos. On twi- like, so yeah. they're, yeah. like, Twitter. they're crowdsourcing their own journalism, yeah. which kind of, to me, feels like cheating. I don't know. I think like, that's cheating, too. Do you too. not have photographers? Like, also, like, as a journalist, you should go out and get the scoop yourself. You shouldn't um, be like, oh, yeah, send photos and pics of But it's faster, blackout, it's easier, guys. it's effective. And like, I can suppose, also, I mean, like, in, in events where something just happens, like, I remember like a horrible thing when like that truck like ran over all those people in that crowd one of in those incidents. charlottesville no it was like i think it was in france or something oh, oh. it was like a huge like the bastille day thing yeah yeah, 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 yeah. like there there weren't news crews yeah there you who couldn't. captured it so they just used cell phone video exactly so it's good for stuff like that but i think same for charlottesville probably yeah mm, there was press there but Disgusting. like jeez. yeah and yeah. i remember oh god when that happened, I was in I was in Memphis because my grandma lives in Memphis, and we were like at this Whole Foods like eating outdoors, mm-hmm. and my dad got the notification that about what was going on. It was like an NPR notification, and he just said something about it to us. And then this guy like walked up to us, wearing a hat mm-hmm. that was like of the Tennessee state flag, which like looks a little bit Confederate. Oh god! And we were like, he he asked my dad like, oh sorry, I'm, do I need to talk closer to the mic? That's good. Yeah. So he asked my dad like oh, where did you hear that from? And my dad, like, cl- knew what was going on. So he was like, oh, oh, it was from Breitbart, even though, like, obviously. Uh. But he was like, yeah, like, da-da-da-da. And he, like, tried to engage us in this whole conversation. Yeah. And then he was like, well, you know, like, like white people didn't even invent slavery. And we were just like, okay, <laughs> oh, please, geez. can you what? leave us alone? Like, w- nobody Yikes. brought up slavery. You did. Like, <sighs> we're, just, we're not even trying to talk to you, sir. Yikes. But that was what? a weird instance yeah. of, like, Hearing about something via... Who does this man think invented slavery? Because he was like, you know, like, Africans enslaved other Africans. Like, even now, it's still happening in Africa. Like, It's also still happening here, so... Yeah, and it was also, like... Cute. It's not about who invented it. Like, you can't ignore colonialism. Yeah. What? Uh, (laughs) But I was going to say, this whole thing kind of reminds me... (laughs) I remember I was, I love watching video essays. It's weird. But they were mm-hmm. talking about like this um, philosophical idea of like how we perceive reality or whatever and how 
our perception of reality is like a simulation now because we perceive things in copies. So if you think about it, like for instance, like you're you're looking at you're looking at Breitbart tweets, right? On your YouTube channel. So that's like you're We're looking at the comments section. You're looking of at the comments Bright, the Breitbart website, but yeah, so you matter. So you're looking at the comments section of the Breitbart website, right? That's one level of it. And then if you if you think about it, like your YouTube video would be a copy of that, and mm-hmm. then us talking about it on this podcast, like if you have, it would be a copy of a copy, right? Just a copy, is it a copy, of, a copy? Or is just it a a copy of a copy. But like, but some but some can argue. I'm getting too deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do we get out of this before it's too late? <laughs> Quicksand. Quicksand. <laughs> um, but I would say, where do you see social media going in, like, the next handful of decades? Like, how do you mm. see it evolving? Or how do you want it to evolve? I feel like live videos, you'll be able to broadcast live in VR, for sure. Because, mm-hmm. mm. I mean, it's, like, a whole like the whole reason why a lot of people have live videos yeah. is to be, like, experience this with me. And so I think there might be, like, it probably won't be individuals yet for a, a little bit. But, like, organizations, like, you know news you know news organizations yeah. will have like they'll bring like a 360 camera or whatever and be like yeah come like watch our st- thing live and experience us it with us in vr yeah hmm. i feel like that's kind of a good thing though because if you think about it i bet that's gonna hit like pay-per-view boxing first <laughs> <laughs> feel each punch <laughs> ah. uh, this robot will beat you up in your own home <laughs> well just in a way, I mean, it just reminds me of, like, in the Vietnam War, that was, like, the first televised war mm, ever. Yeah, that's, that's the first true. time they really televised stuff like that. So I feel like with VR, it's just the, the next step. But then having it on social media where so many people can access mm-hmm. it, that's, like, a whole other level of, Why yeah, would it be good to realism. have it in VR? I mean, more because it, 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 packs, it packs a gut punch. Like, to read about something terrible yeah, is different than feeling like you're actually experiencing it. And you're like, wow, yeah. people experience this every day. And I'm just doing it on a VR set for, like, five minutes, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, I was I actually know. thinking about that the other day, about how we're so, like... we're n- Not the other day, but the, a few weeks ago, like, I, I have this radio alarm clock that I wake up to every morning. And usually, for whatever reason, they... Sp- blast all the really disturbing news at like 7 30 in the morning <laughs> so i was like dozing in and out of sleep mm-hmm. and i and they started talking about this woman who was like brutally raped and beaten and like dragged through the basically lynched oh god um but she was like she lived through it Jeez. and uh and i just like started screaming and crying and then i was like why is this not and i had to turn off the radio because i like, couldn't take it Aww. and then i thought and i was like why isn't this like everyone's reaction all the time when because we hear stuff like that all the time all the yeah time. and we don't yeah. react like that it's just um, yeah for so. sure no people are i feel like especially now because well you have apps that tell you what's happening all the time and yeah. then you're on social media and then people share posts all the time that are that have that level of magnitude so yeah. i mean you do get you do get numb after a while that's true but um I guess we can branch it out in general. We can branch it out in terms of, do you see, like, how do you think dating apps will evolve? How do you think, I mean, what do you think about hmm. that? Now that we can um, tie back I to that did as well. just, like, just for the heck of it, go on Hinge. What's Hinge? What it's another dating app. Oh, did you, did you talk about this? With the, no, someone said to me. Hinge? Like, what's the thing? Like, as in door hinge? It's, it's spelled that way. <laughs> I don't know. Um... Someone said to me, like, Hinge is the best of the dating apps, and I can't remember who it was. I thought it was my friend Olivia, and I texted her, like... Like Olivia Ostrowski? Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, 
you're right. And she was like, what? And I was like, Hinge is a better dating app. And she was like, I'm not on Hinge. What are you talking about? And I was, I cannot remember who said that to me. Maybe it came to you in a dream. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> They've infiltrated. Yeah. Um, I hate that. Wait, but so what makes um, it good? Because Bumble's I, whole thing is like, it's feminist. I do. I yeah. like Bumble more than Tinder. I've only been on Hinge for like a very, very short period of time. So like, I don't know. Yeah. Also, I'm like kind of feeling done with dating apps in general. But like, me too, sis. Um, <laughs> Bumble, I like that. Um, on on heterosexual Bumble, women have to message first, and mm-hmm. you like you match, a la Tinder, and then you have to message within 24 hours, and then the other person has to respond within 24 hours. On queer Bumble, any person can message first. Okay. Um, and I I like that because on Tinder there's definitely this perception that like if you message first as a straight woman like you're pushy like mm. you're oh I didn't get you're I, a dom now I feel like oh I didn't get that perception I feel like there's that perception of like okay if you message first as a woman yeah. Um, but on Bumble, you have to message first, so it doesn't say... Like, that in itself doesn't say anything about you, but then I get to lead the conversation, and I get to, like, cut through the other person's bullshit. Right. And, like, I don't have to deal with a, like, hey, hey, what's up? How are you? How's your weekend? <laughs> like, You're cute, oh, lol. You went to a football game? I don't care. You know, like... Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so I, I try my best to, like, lead with a joke or lead with, like something interesting and see if they can like follow yeah and if not it's like okay bye Mm -hmm. and i don't have to spend 10 messages getting to the fact that you can't take a joke tell them boy bye (laughs) bye. (laughs) um hinge you have to you don't swipe um you have to like a specific part of their profile everyone instead of having a bio there's like a set of like like, a lot of questions, and you have to answer three of them that will go on your profile. Um, and then you put up, like, photos. You can also put up videos. Mm. Um, and you have to, like, like or comment on a specific photo or video or answer Interesting. that they wrote. Okay. And so I feel like it gets you quicker to an actual conversation. Mm-hmm. And, like, if someone just sends a like, you're like, mm. but if someone sends an interesting comment... Then you're like, okay, like, let's talk about Joe Biden now. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, And I guess just a little final fun question. If you had to create your own, like, dating app or social media site, Mm. like, how would you, what would you call it? And how would it stand out from everything else? (laughs) I would make one that's, like, so horrible that it makes forces people to put down their phones like they don't they won't look at it ever again <laughs> they're like i hate this yeah that's um, what i would do what would you like call that. it i don't know all good i don't know it's all good it, it is a be a present of, like be uh, present. Okay. <laughs> um is there one where you could like the app itself could do a test for like are you a garbage straight boy and just like <laughs> kick, <laughs> kick awful men off it um, automatically? I don't think so. Um, you really, <laughs> honestly, you could. It could be like Grinder where you have to like put in all these things, like yeah, you know your type, your preference, and if they like 
are gross it's like oh i'm it just like it's like glitch glitch <laughs> like it doesn't Your screen work screen just freezes yeah 404 um, page down <laughs> like the app undownloads itself <laughs> um your phone or like destruct maybe one where you Your have like gets chopped off. <laughs> okay too extreme. love that too extreme um, <laughs> you have like a limited number of messages and then you have to either like video chat or set up a date or something or like they go away which is kind of the 24-hour limit a little bit but like your matches on bumble will stay yeah like where like they'll fully disappear in some amount of time or some number of messages or something if you don't either go out or decide to unmatch oh good point okay i don't know instead of like (laughs) Instead of just like, uh, we haven't talked in two days. Is that ghosting? I don't know. I guess it's ghosting. Never mind. Yeah, fair. That's a good point. Um, That's a really good idea. Yeah, for sure. Um, And, like, I feel like whatever apps can do to enforce, like, accountability and, like, dissuade men from whatever rape culture bullshit they want to pull, like, that's appreciated. For sure. That's Um, really hard, though. It's really hard. Like, at least on Bumble, like, people, like, think they're feminists, but that doesn't mean they're feminists. No. Um, (laughs) But I was going to... I would say it'd be nice to have a date... Well, it could be either... Yeah, it'd be nice to have a dating app in which if the guy is being weird or creepy, then it's, like, they can automatically take the guy off. I mean, granted, it is an invasion of privacy to, like, Mm -hmm. for people to be able to see the messages, but I I don't know. I mean, a lot of things are public anyway. I I think, like... I think probably on Tinder and Bumble and whatever, a certain number of reports will get you removed from the app. Fair, that's true. Um, like, I don't know. Personally, yes. I wouldn't mind if, if like, my messages on an app were, on a dating app specifically were monitored because, like, yeah. Yeah. if you want to message privately with somebody, you can just give them your phone number, you know? Like, but if someone's yeah. being creepy, I, I would feel safer, honestly. Yeah, I'm okay, like especially, like, as, like, the first point of contact. Yeah. Like, have that be a supervised space. Don't yes. have that be Ask FM. Exactly. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> don't have it be Ask FM. Yeah, no. like, what, <laughs> what happens in that first point of contact, I think, should probably be acceptable public material. And if it's not, there's something wrong, or give them your phone number if it's, like, I just want to sext, like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but I think if it were supervised, or at least by, like, some, like, you know how they have people that work for these apps. I mean, if there's yeah. some people that worked for them that could be able to supervise certain messages, like, that would be cool. I would yeah. feel safer talking to I people. I think the otherwise. hard part for an app to do that, though, would be that, like, where do they draw the line mm-hmm. of That's what's true. acceptable and what's not? Like, I would probably have, like, a pretty high bar of acceptable if I got to write these rules. Yeah. That's true. But, like... <laughs> If, like, some bro from Stony Brook gets to write these rules, like... Oh, yikes. The rules are going to be bad. Is that the lowest yeah. of the low bro from Stony Brook? I don't know. That was definitely, like, a kind of random pick. At least he's a stand Bros from anywhere. <laughs> all right. Um, um, all right. I guess, um, guess on that note, Lily, <laughs> Gabby, thank you so much for coming on the show. I had thank you for such having awesome me back. Yeah. yeah, thanks for coming back. Anytime. That's right. Nice. It's really fun to be here for the first time. Aww. <laughs> right, uh, this is Tea for Three, where we sip the tea and spill the deets. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>